TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is the Abe TL with Abe Gordon. Any more questions? On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Welcome back in. Second hour of the Abe TL show. Carrying you all the way to five. 30, right before we hand things off to the Atlanta Hawks. Continuing with a, a really interesting discussion that is leaning a little bit more one-sided than I thought it would, but uh, I'm not overly surprised it would have been my top answer, but I, I'm still looking around to see some of the variety we might get in terms of response to the question that is that we all agree, well, most of us apparently, there's one guy on the phone lines we're going to get to in just a moment, but we, we do seem to agree in general that the biggest challenge facing Raheem Morris is finding the right quarterback, and that goes for Terry Fontenot as well. So what's the next biggest challenge for that group? Well, what is the secondary challenge facing the Atlanta Falcons heading into the season? We've got a couple of interesting responses on Twitter, uh, and I'll get back to the phone lines in just a moment. So if you do want to join us there, 404 726 0929. Jason uh, tweeted me, said, Needs a, need a wide receiver too. And also boost in the secondary. Uh, he says he thinks we finished the season one interception by a cornerback. Uh, obviously, Jesse Bates had a boatload of them, a couple other guys, a couple linebackers, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I would like to see a wide receiver too come in. I, I, I Look, obviously, I'm, you know, Go big or go home. Let's see if T. Higgins does hit free agency and and if that's realistic. I I don't know how much he's going to command in in the market and if this would be a priority for him, but he seems to be the guy headed towards free agency as the top free agent receiver. I think if you could bring that guy in here, that would be important. Uh, Mr. Yo essentially saying we got to keep the number eight pick. Uh, We can't, if we're going to trade for Justin Fields, can't be for that number eight pick. Let's do both. Let's get a quarterback in here and also use the number eight pick. He suggests for Amarius Mims if he's there still on the board. Uh, let's build the trenches on that one. And then uh, a very interesting one online before I get back to the phones. Uh, John, who was uh, calling there for a moment, had to drop off, but he did send me this message. He said, uh, after quarterback, biggest challenge, attitude and leadership. Someone's got to s- step up and set the mindset on both sides of the ball. We need a killer instinct and to stop giving up leads late. And so, look, that's one of the reasons you brought Raheem Morris in. A lot of people talk about how much the players like for like him and how much harder they play for him. So uh, that has its role 
as well. We are going to get back to the phone lines in just a moment, including Tom, who says he doesn't think quarterback's even the number one priority. We'll ask him what he feels it is. But before I do that, if I can get Dom to focus, I know he's a little distraught <laughs> on some recent offensive coordinator news for his favorite team, the Steelers, yeah. who apparently are considering Arthur Smith. Good luck with that. If I can get you to focus back here on Atlanta, Dom, and stop yes. panicking, um, what do you view? Uh, for the same question, yeah. the quarterback's the number one priority. What are you viewing as their next biggest challenge? Um, so I, I, I do agree with the majority of the callers. Pass rush. And, and pass rush. Um, however, I, I will – you know, I, I pat myself on the back when I'm correct. I also call myself out when I'm wrong. I was very wrong about Jeff Okuda this year, and I think that corner is still a uh, position of concern. It is, yeah, at it this is. Point, like we don't even know if AJ Terrell. Like, what are you going to do with him? Yeah, no, I, I get it. Like you might, like everyone's talking like cornerback depth. You may need a legitimate number one still. Yeah, it, it, again, that that may be Terry. We talk about Raheem Morris mostly, but that may be Terry Fontenot's biggest challenge. Yeah. Uh, obviously, quarter again, quarterback, but but finding how to extend AJ Terrell might be for him. All right, we've got Scott and Chris on the phones, but we got to get Tom in here first. Uh, you know, I put out a, a, the ringer, I put out the bat signal, say if you don't even think quarterback's the biggest priority, give us a call. And, and Tom in Atlanta did just that. All right, so Tom, I'll give you the floor here for a moment. If quarterback's not the number one priority for the Atlanta Falcons franchise right now, what is? It's a defensive lineman. And how about your wide receiver? How good is the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver core? It's maybe 28th, 29th, 30th in the league. You don't even have a number one wide receiver. Drake London is two at best. Kyle Pitts went and drafted him how? Kyle Pitts is a bust. He can't block. Watch him time and time again take plays off. Trade him. Get him gone. He's not hurting your team. Now, Smith's better than he is. I mean, yes, Ritter was bad at times. The times he was good. It was his first year as a starter. How about you go get a wide receiver core that's actually good? Get a tight end that's actually good. I mean, and yeah, I have a pass rusher. You got to get Terrell signed again. So I just don't understand why everyone's so down on Ritter. Well, who was he throwing it to? The offense was so vanilla. It was garbage. No misdirection. You have three stud running backs. Why didn't they put Cordell Patterson in the slot? Run him in motion. I mean, do something. But you don't have a good wide receiver core. I don't care who you get as quarterback. If he can't throw to no one, they're not going to be open. It doesn't matter how good your quarterback is if you don't have a good wide receiver core or a good tight end. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I'll be honest. I look at it very strongly the other way. I think Drake London's numbers was brought down quite severely by the inabilities of Desmond Ritter. I don't think it's the other way around. I I, Mm -hmm. Look – I don't think Drake London is a top-tier receiver, right? I don't think he's Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's Jamar Chase. Uh, I I don't think he's like that A1 Tyreek Hill dude, okay? I I think he's probably towards the back half of number one receivers, certainly would be a top half as a number two. I I think he's a very good receiver, though, and I think he's better than he's been given the opportunity to show. Uh, with the Atlanta Falcons because of the quarterback situation. Now, that being said, I, I do agree with some of those comments. Mm-hmm. Again, they got to get a pass rusher, and I I am specific to this. We need a A1 dude, right? I'm not talking about the team pass rush. All right, we improved pass rushing as a team this year, but I need a guy that's 12-plus every year for the next four or five years. I need someone like that. He's right. We need a better receiving core. I totally agree. I totally agree. 
But I still think we need the quarterback first because if you're receiving core, bring in T. Higgins. Run him next to Drake London and throw Kyle Pitts out there too. If Desmond Ritter's your quarterback, it's not going to matter. It's simply not going to matter. So uh, I understand the frustration. I, I Everything he said is of need. Not denying that. Yeah. The only thing I probably don't need, like, severely is linebackers, right? Mm-hmm. You got Caden Ellis. You got the landmine, Nate Landman. And don't forget, you got Troy Anderson coming off yep. uh, of injury. Like, your linebacking course seems set. Now, that's obviously also dependent on how Raheem Morris is going to come in and how he's going to use that linebacking core. But, uh, look, I'm up for grabs on every other spot. Off, I don't need more running backs, too. Like I'm set, I'm set with running backs. No more running backs. Yeah, we're good. We're but, good. But offensive line, yeah, need some of those. Defensive line, no doubt about it. Secondary, we brought up the reasons. The receiving core, absolutely. So there are a lot of spots where you can improve upon. Um, what's the biggest one, though? Outside of quarterback, what's the biggest one? Scott is in Douglasville. What What are you thinking, Scott? What's the next biggest challenge hey, for hey. Raheem Morris? What's going on? What, what's going on, honestly? What's going on? Hey, um, I know we're talking about a lot of pieces. Person for this, a person for this. We need, you know, a receiver, lineman, these type of things. I think one of the things that the Falcons need is an identity. Once you understand what your identity is, then you can develop around that. We don't have an identity. You know, we talk about, okay, we need a, we need a, a edge rusher. Okay, we need a lineman. We don't know what identity. Are we a passing team? Are we a um, a team that goes after the quarterback? I mean, what is our identity? Once you figure that out, then Morris and then uh, the GM can come in, and then they can put the pieces in place of what's needed for the team. But just to go out and say, well, you need this person, you need a you need a edge rush, you need this. What's the scheme? What what's the identity of the team? What what are we going to be doing? That's my question. I think that's the biggest challenge. You answer that, then you can fill in the pieces where you need to fill them in. But thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, I, I think that's a really fair suggestion, to be honest. Uh, and here's what's interesting to me offensively with Zach Robinson. I think your identity could be anything. Like, you have the guys you need potentially to be one of the top ten rushing teams in the NFL. But you know what? You you have the identity and the guys you need to potentially be a top ten passing team in the NFL. Now, obviously, it's still going to go back to that quarterback. It's still going to go back to improvements along the offensive line. You're going to have to bring in another receiver to improve a little bit there. No offense to – Scotty Miller and Van Jefferson and yeah. Mac Collins and and look, there's plenty of names, but like yeah, we, we can improve there. There's no doubt about it. But but I think that's what's interesting about this offense. Not a lot of teams can legitimately say balance. Like the the Dolphins kind of could, right? Yeah. Between when when A Chan is healthy and you got Mostert back there, along with the Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Tua, they can be balanced. But you look at some of these teams, there's just not the balance you need. Like. I think ultimately that's what, what doomed the Texans. They didn't have the balance they need. They were too yeah. passing heavy. Mm-hmm. So it'll be very interesting to see. But, uh, yeah, that's certainly one of them. All right, one more call here before we have to hit a break. Uh, we are going to continue with these phone lines, though, because you guys are giving us some great suggestions. Again, quarterback's the number one priority. Almost everyone agrees on that. What's the next biggest challenge facing Raheem Morris? 404 726 0929. Chris is in Dawsonville before we wrap up this segment. What's going on, Chris? Oh, I'm just having a great day, Abe. Um, love the show. I'm going with uh, what my man there in the studio just went with. To me, it's cornerback. Yeah. You know, when you look at those six games where we gave up that late drive, 
we couldn't guard anybody when it came right down to it. A.J. Terrell, his health is always in question. And if you're not going to have a consistent pass rush and, and getting a guy who's going to come in and give you 11, 12 sacks a year is going to be hard to do, you better be able to cover somebody. And I think cornerbacks are easier to find in the draft than edge rushers. So to me, it looks like a little disconnection there, yeah. but I think the point was made. Uh, look, there's no denying it. And that's like, we sit here and talk about how this team is a quarterback away, right? That's been the discussion. There's so much more that goes into that. And we're actually going to dive into that a little bit later. I, I want to take a look because, look, you've got a team in the NFC title game in the Detroit Lions today that was exactly where we are now, but more unfortunate, exactly where we were three years ago. The Falcons and Lions started their rebuild in the same offseason. One of them just hired a new coach is picking in the top ten. The other one is four quarters away from going to the dang Super Bowl. What did they do? over the course of three years that the Falcons didn't. And so it's more than just the quarterback. I'm going to explain that when I detail their process. I I feel the same way you guys do. I feel like this team is close to being competitive, but we're not just a quarterback away. There are other places along the field that there's much needed improvement. You guys have said it, right? Pass rush, check. Secondary, check. Offensive line, check. Receiver, check. And so we're going to continue this discussion. You guys are really – see, it started out with just pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Now we're getting into it. Now we got a couple of wide-open answers to really make you guys think. And I'm having a good time talking about it. I'm so interested still by what other suggestions you have. Again, quarterback is the top priority, but what are the other big challenges facing Raheem Morris? That's what we're talking about. It is the ABTL show here on 92.9 The Game. I am your host, Coming to you live from the Kia Studios. You got me all the way until 5.30. We are 45 minutes away from the AFC title game getting going. I'm going to break down and share some thoughts on the AFC title game at 2.40. I'm going to have Dom involved with that as well. We're going to have some fun talking about that. But before that, between now and then, continuing with this discussion, what is the biggest challenge facing Raheem Morris outside of getting the quarterback right? 404-726-0929. When we come back, right back to the phone lines. Jay and Jeff, keep holding. You guys are up first. It is the ATL Show. I'm your host, Dave Gordon, coming to you live from the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929, the game and the Odyssey app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. What the hell is going on? Keeping you up to date all weekend long. It's the ATL with Abe Gordon. Let's do this on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome back in 92.9 The Game. It is the Abe TL Show live from the Kia Studios. Abe Gordon here. Also, Dom Chirosky is helping me out, taking you all the way to 530 as we hand things off to the Atlanta Hawks pregame show. The Hawks are hosting the Toronto Raptors. Got a little Hawks talk coming a little bit later. Um, they got 73 dropped on them a couple days ago. Not good. Uh, not good. Uh, we're going to have to dive into that and also why I'm so furious at the league uh, for what's uh, for, for a, really a misjustice, I guess, if you want to call it something like that, uh, for how they're handling Trey Young. Uh, very frustrated with that. Uh, at the top of the hour, in about 40 minutes, going to join, uh, be joined by Will Carroll, talk a little bit about some of the injuries affecting today's NFL playoff games, but also some stuff that are going to impact the Atlanta Falcons that I want to um, really dial in and, and focus on. But for the time being, we are continuing with you guys on the phones asking the question. We know the uh, the quarterback is the biggest challenge facing Raheem Morris, but what else is he having to focus on? What's the next biggest priority? We start in line four. Jeff is in Cartersville. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, not much. For me, it's the offensive line. I want some hogs. Where we can get that fourth and one, or if we're on the goal line, we can push through. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Jeff. And I don't necessarily disagree with him, man. Like, you've got to upgrade the center. But look, if we're going to bring in some high priced quarterback, be it Kirk Cousins or number one draft pick, or trade for Justin Fields and potentially extend him for, for top dollar, you can't put him behind a line that's going to get him hurt. And I, there are upgrades to be had. I, again, I said it. This is an above-average line in terms of the run block and what they can do in the run game. It is a below-average pass pro line. It, it simply is. And so upgrades are needed to be had somewhere. I don't know if it's necessarily the biggest priority, but I don't fault anyone else for thinking it is. There's no denying that that you have got to be better to protect a quarterback. Let's continue on the phones, Robin down in Macon. What's going on, Robin? Robin, are you there? Uh, guys, this is Brandon. I, I think it's me, right? All right, Brandon, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Oh, it's all good. Uh, <clears throat> uh, biggest thing, in my opinion, that no one's talking about, man, is the red zone points. We need to put points on the board. We were, I don't know what the stats are, man, but we were pretty, pretty abysmal in the red zone, brother. So I hope you can just figure out a way to use all of our weapons to go ahead and get in the end zone, you know, at least least two-thirds of the time, something like that, man. 
Uh, appreciate you guys. Take yeah, and, and look, that's why you bring in Zach Robinson, right? Like, we complain about the play calling from Arthur Smith. Like, Zach Robinson is a guy from the Sean McVay tree. Talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's a creative offensive mind that is going to get the most out of his offense. I do truly believe that. In addition to being an elite quarterback evaluator, uh, he, he's going to – look – I said it. I've been saying it for two years. Like, where are the – and we actually had a couple of them, by the way, this year. There were actually a couple of the plays I'm about to describe. But, like, where are the plays where we out-scheme a defense and a guy's just running wide open? It happened. There were, like, two or three – now, that's not a lot. But <laughs> two or three times this year and, – and, look, by the way, there may have been more and right. your quarterback didn't, didn't see take, it or yeah. didn't hit it. Mm-hmm. That's part of the equation, too. But there are there were – there were problems in the red zone. A lot of that's probably because the quarterback panicked in a short field, but a lot of it may be play calling as well. You're going to have to upgrade at both of those, uh, and I think Zach Robinson is uh, certainly that. So Will is in Atlanta. Will, after the quarterback, what's the biggest challenge facing this Atlanta Hawks team? Uh, the biggest challenge facing this Atlanta Falcons team has been, been the biggest challenge, I want to say, probably since their history. They got to draft better. They got to they got to draft they got to hit on their draft picks. They got to the Falcons they like to build their house from the roof down instead of building it from the the foundation up. And that's been that's been to me their biggest issue. I mean, everybody talk about Detroit playing for trying to go to the Super Bowl, but look what they Well, uh, now hold on. Don't don't steal don't steal too much of my thunder because I've done the research and I took the time. We're gonna get into exactly what you're referencing, and I agree. You have to draft better. And thanks for the call. Detroit knocked it out of the park with their draft picks, and and in just about an hour, I'm gonna go through what Detroit did to rebuild from a fired head coach to the NFC title game four quarters away from the Super Bowl. We're going to get into that, but that is a big, big difference. When, you, when, you, when I read through what Detroit did to get here, and then you compare that to what the Falcons have done the past couple of years, you're going to take some very quick notice of, yeah, the draft picks, the positions they drafted, who they drafted, all that stuff. It's going to jump out at you. So we're going to dive into that, but I appreciate the call. He's dead on. you you got to hit on your draft picks, and they have got to be difference Makers. Not saying you don't have good guys, but they've got to be much bigger difference makers on the field. Let's continue there on the phones. Again, it is the ABTL Show. I'm your host, Abe Gordon, chatting about the Falcons' biggest challenge besides finding the right quarterback. Robin is in Macon. What's going on, Robin? Everything's doing great. Hey, listen, I think everybody's touching on uh, suggesting positions. But I think the one thing he needs to do is change the mentality, mentality of his players. You know, think about it. Would, uh, how valuable would a lunch be with Kirby Smart to find out what he does to teach his men how to be winners and not just players? You know, the Falcons are having problems finishing ball games. You know, Kirby sets up his men to listen to people like, you know, the rugby team, the Black, and the Marines, and different people that encourage them to not only just be a player but be a winner. Uh, we have a problem finishing ball games, and, I, and no one's touched on that. But I think if you did that, uh, I, I really think the team would benefit. So let me say this, Robin, and I appreciate the call, and I'll say this for all the listeners out there. I think that that point right there, that question and how you change that, that's why Raheem Morris was hired, if we're being honest. There's three key words I'm going to throw out at you, and I think the point of hiring Raheem Morris is to give this or change this for the Atlanta Falcons franchise, all right? Killer instinct, motivation, and identity. 
That is why you hired Raheem Morris. He's not the first caller, Robin, to say something along those lines. We had a caller earlier say we need identity. Get the identity of this team, and then you figure out how the pieces fit. We had uh, on Twitter from John, I got sent, Killer Instinct, where is it? Let's go finish games. Motivation is what Kirby Smart excels at, and, and Robin was just referring to Kirby. I think that's one of the main reasons that Raheem Morris won the interview process and won this job. Exactly what you're pointing towards. It, yes, is it about players and X's and O's? Sure. But let's also win some of the mentality stuff. Killer instinct, motivation, identity. Let's get it. All right, continuing on the phones, Vincent is in Gwinnett. What's going on, Vincent? What's going on, fellas? Hey, I agree with everything that everybody has said, but also um, I got to look at pertaining to everybody that's left in the the final eight or the final four. They all have quarterbacks that can extend the plays, that can uh, move the pocket, and that can actually run for that first down or that touchdown if they need so. Buffalo Bills did not become Buffalo, the playoff Buffalo, until Josh Allen started running that ball. And you had even, you know, that Prescott, even though he looks bigger, and Jalen Hurts, they, they, and uh, the kid from Green Bay, they extended plays. So I don't know if Kirk Cousin can extend plays with that Achilles uh, tendon. And no one even knows what uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to do with uh, the New York Jets. So, I don't know if Kirk uh, Cousins is going to be the answer, but I do trust in Raheem Morris, the GM, and the new coach, Zach Robinson, to get that right. Now, if you look at week 13, you got the smartest players on the team, like Caleb McGarry. It's usually the offensive lineman like Chris Lindstrom. In week 13, they still talk about how complex the offense uh, is. You in your third season, week uh, 13, 14, or what have you, and they come on your uh, radio station talk about how complex the offense. Just like when we do that pick six uh, to tap on that screenplay. I watched that same play being completed 95% of the time in the high school championships game. But they did not do a 360 before they threw that darn screen pass out there to the running back. And how much do you think that the complexity of the offense, the coach not willing to, uh, cater his offense uh, to his players. And I think Zach Robinson and Raheem Morris is going to bring it down to the level and allow them to be able to compete and stay in games and, and make good plays in the red zone. What do you guys think? Yeah, I appreciate the call, Vincent. I- I'm going to be honest here, and it harkens back to something I already mentioned. I think comments like that, the complexity of the offense, stuff like that, just goes to further display the problem and the limitations of your quarterback. Uh, like, like the fact that you have to call a play that is a no-read play, this is where the ball has to go, is because you don't trust your quarterback. And, and so I think the complexity of the offense is is used as an excuse for the limitations of your quarterback. Th- that's how I feel about it. That being said, I, I think you're going to upgrade at quarterback. I, I think Zach Robinson, the OC, is an, is an incredible addition to this team. Uh, by the way, stick around. In about 30 minutes, we're going to bring on injury expert Will Carroll. I'm going to ask him pretty much what Vincent just made light of. Hey, this guy's coming off of this injury. How close to 100% is he going to be? What are we really looking at in the scenario that the Falcons do acquire Kirk Cousins to be quarterback? I, I think it's a fair question to ask. So, 
couple of other things real quick before we slide into our AFC title game preview. We've got a couple of suggestions on Twitter uh, in regards to this very same question. Uh, Zeus, uh, Zeus ATL says, uh, in, in order, his priority would be uh, a good defensive coordinator, good free agent pickups, and then drafting an edge rusher. Now, I, I would say this. I don't know, like, it, it depends what the plan is, and I don't necessarily know what the plan is for Raheem Morris. Is he going to call his own defense? Is he going to delegate that to the, to the defensive coordinator? If that's the case, um, then, yeah, a good a good coordinator is going to be important to follow up what Ryan Nielsen started to build here. But if Raheem's going to call the plays, maybe it's slightly less significant. We'll see. But uh, that's part of it. And we got uh, Bugsy. Bugsy, who's a... a uh, a regular uh, Twitter uh, participant saying ownership and accountability. Again, that goes right back. And Bugsy uh, properly threw a Raheem Morris photo onto his tweet. And that's the point. When when some of these off-the-field things or mentality things that fans are asking for today, ownership and accountability, killer instinct, identity, mentality, motivation, that's why I think Raheem Morris got hired. I, I think the the front office, the brain trust, believes he can bring that to the franchise. I was taking some time there reading another tweet, seeing if it's valid here. It was not. That's all right. Uh, all right. We're going to slide away for a couple of minutes here because the AFC title game is kicking off at the top of the hour. So I got to get some thoughts in on the AFC title game before we get going there. We'll certainly give you a, an update in terms of the injury, who's in, who's out. Also, why it's such an intriguing game. The Kansas City Chiefs going on the road to take over, uh, to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Still a lot left to go. We still got three hours. Here on the ABTL show. I can't wait. I got a ton of topics, ton of discussion. Thanks so much to the callers. If you still want to participate on that topic, do so on Twitter. Send me a tweet at Abe Gordon. I will continue reading and responding to those throughout the show. But when we come back, it is AFC title game. What Dom and I think about what's going to happen here at top of the hour. That's what's up next. It is the Abe TL show. I'm your host, Abe Gordon, coming to you live from the Kia Studios. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. One, two, three. Are you ready? Give it up for my friend. Back to more of the Abe TL Show. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back in 92.9 The Game here on Championship Sunday, the AFC title game in about 20 minutes, the NFC title game uh, a little bit later this afternoon. What is that? Uh, 6 o'clock, uh, 6.30, somewhere, sometime after the AFC. I, I've lost time. It's probably 6.30, right? 6.30. They, they yeah, give a full three and a half hours. And yeah. Hope for the best time-wise. Then they'll just, if, if the AFC game's going, going long and they'll just... 6.30? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> 6.50. 6.50. Nope. Yeah. 7.10. 7. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do what they got to do to not get blocked off on the TV window. But this game is going to kick off right at 3, so we've got a lot to talk about here. Real quick, some news uh, in the NFL world. 
one open offensive coordinator job has been solidified. Uh, and I, I, I won today. Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons hired Zach Robinson. I, I wasn't talking about that. And, and I know his Dom is giving me panic looks. It's not the Steelers yet. Okay. Calm down. Okay. Calm down. One open gig is open no longer, though. The Buffalo Bills have named interim OC Joe Brady as their they, they just took the title away. It's just offensive coordinator now. And obviously there was a turnaround when he took over the the role there. And, and we'll see. And they'll they'll try and lead it back to the playoffs next year where they will ultimately probably lose to the Chiefs again. I, I don't know, man. At some point, we're going to get into that tomorrow. Because if the Bills don't get over the Chief, Chief hump next year, you know, some decisions may be made. I feel like Bills fans don't get mentioned enough in that, like, tortured fan base. Like, I feel like we are like, oh, the Browns fans or, like, the Lions fans. For I feel like we don't talk about the Bills fans enough about being a tortured fan base. Because they're having too much fun. That's their own dang, dang fault. True. That, Bills that Mafia true. has yeah. too much fun. That, that's <laughs> yeah. on them. Win or lose, no, they're having like, a great there time, was a the, time the yeah. There was a time, like, after the 90s run and everyone felt bad for them. And everyone's like, oh, this team too. And now they're just having fun, and they don't they don't care. And I'm not suggesting they don't care if they win or lose. They right. very much do. Right. But they're having fun win yeah. or lose. Yeah. Um, this is a fan base that, and here in the South, where college football is king, you could never imagine a fan base doing this. They're like donating to the charity of their kicker who blew the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. imagine the message boards <laughs> in college football world right. if a kicker blows the game. I'll tell you what, it's not a fan no. rally to, to support the charity. They're looking to go to the dark web to hire assassins out here, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, so the Bills fans are, like, a little too respectful, a little too happy-go-lucky for their own good. So so there's a little bit of that. But uh, anyways, <laughs> we move forward. By the way. We've got a couple of things coming down the pipe throughout the rest of the show. In about an hour from now, I, I, there, we got to have a discussion about some etiquette. I don't know if I'm in the right or in the wrong, but I went in for a handshake. I thought the moment called for it. I was responded to with a fist bump, which I, I don't think was enough. And so we're going to have to dive into that. Uh, Dom, I'm going to need your help as well. If callers want to participate then. <laughs> We're, we're getting into that in, in about an hour. We're going to talk about the Trey Young All-Star stub as well. Uh, and in about 15 minutes, Will Carroll, injury expert, is going to join us. Uh, look, all those concerns about Kirk Cousins, are they valid? Or is he going to 100% be the guy that he was last year? Same thing for Kyle Pitts. Where, where's his knee at uh, after, you know, it's, it apparently was a little worse than some of us had expected. And certainly we'll get into some of the limitations for Debo Samuel today. As well. That's when Will Carroll joins us in about 15 minutes. But until then, it is the AFC title game. It's going on uh, right at the top of the hour here. And we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. It is Patrick Mahomes trying to get to another Super Bowl. And Lamar Jackson maybe trying to prove a point a little bit. There's been some questions about him. His ability to win the big game. Look, uh, if you're going to do it, now's as good a time as any. You're on the first year of a new contract. 
you, you've got some pieces. And obviously, they've been banged up a little bit in the second half of the season, have the Ravens. But they do get Mark Andrews back today, which will be interesting. Certainly, the injury news seems to favor the Ravens. They get Mark Andrews back. We don't know to what extent he'll be able to perform, but they get him back. On the flip side, the Chiefs are going to be without Joe Tooney, uh, an elite offensive lineman, but also, look, I've heard some people say it's probably a good thing that he's not there, but... <laughs> Look, I'll go ahead and say it, Dom. Kadarius Tony is going to miss the game for the Chiefs, and it could have gone either way. Like yeah. he could. There's no denying that we've seen it this year. He could have a negative impact on Absolutely. his own team. I Absolutely. get that. He is also an opportunist who could be a complete difference maker. Very talented. The ball in his hand can be dangerous, and so again, could be dangerous both ways. I get that. But, look, he was a big reason they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago, caught an important touchdown in that game. I, I, he's a weapon. Whether he's the smartest weapon on the field, I think we know the answer to that. But he is dangerous, and, and it is still a guy that can take a five-yard play and turn it into a 55-yard play. And not having that on the field, especially for a team like the Chiefs, that we already know is a little bit limited on the outside, um, I I, I it, to me, that's not a benefit to the Chiefs that he's not right. there. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be realistic about that. I know he was injured a little bit. Um, they listed it as a personal uh, personal reasons as well. I believe he uh, had a child born um, just recently. And, and by the way, speaking of welcoming children uh, into this earth, congratulations to new Falcons offensive coordinator Zach Robinson. Yep. Last night. Uh, a, a new child for him and his wife and uh, a big sister there. And then, uh, like, 10 minutes later, he's moving to Atlanta. Yeah, gets so. a new job, too. Uh, so, a it's a pretty – Good I weekend. mean, like, what happened – so, all right, we'll get back to the AFC game in here in just a second. But, let, <laughs> it's it's the Robinson, Zach Robinson, the Falcons OC, it's yeah. their their youngest – I believe it was a daughter, but I could be wrong. Um, their birthday. Like – what if he ends up going to be like a three-time Super Bowl coach here in Atlanta? Like I'm just Yeah. Is that always still like priority one? <laughs> or will it forever be remembered as the day he moved right. to Atlanta and won nine Super Bowls? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully yeah. for us, like kids <laughs> kids' birthday gets diminished. Gets and it's just like <laughs> that's the day that he started his reign of terror hey, upon man, the NFL. You, you got a whole bunch of other birthdays you can celebrate with the kids. Now, the other problem is that is if he does well here and they win like one ring, he's yeah, gone. He's, he's going to be a head coach somewhere. So so probably not. But uh, congratulations on a serious note. Congratulations uh, to Kadarius Tony, but also to Zach Robinson, certainly, both for uh, a young child and for the, the, the coming here, man. Like, we're pumped. Uh, people are excited. So there's that. All right. So we see Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey walking out onto the field. I will say this, Dom, and you can just thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm going to give you a chance to break it down in a moment. But if Lamar Jackson plays the way he played last week, the Chiefs are not winning this game. 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns, two through the air last week. If he does that again today, if he if he accounts for four touchdowns, the Chiefs aren't winning this game, you say no? The Chiefs aren't winning it because here's the thing. I think he. he look, I think right now start. he's playing at too high of a level. So here's my issue, though, with the the same is as far as last week. Are we talking about first half or second? It does, half? However you want it to be, because he accounts a, for four touchdowns. But here's my thing: if he accounts for those, like if he gets off to a slow start, 
and the Chiefs. Oh, so you're like, oh, this game's over. They put up 50, and no, here's no, your no, here's no. your measly 28 points, Lamar. Well, here's what that's what I'm Get saying. Get out of here. If he has to chase, it's different. Okay, I, I feel you, but I I, I guess I, I guess stat wise is not the right term, but but I just think but the, the way, level that he's impact, been playing yes. at, if it's, he stays at that level, they're yes, not going to lose today. They they just aren't at home. I think it's up to Patrick Mahomes to find ways to score. And the interesting thing is, and we we talked about it uh, off air, or I guess I was talking about it with Eric Slaughter before you got here. With Joe Tooney out, you're talking about the Ravens with a pass rush that was the best in the NFL. You're talking about a Chiefs offensive line that is not as great as it once was. It is now down arguably its best offensive lineman. What does that eventually turn into for both sides of the ball? What does that mean for the Ravens' pass rush, but also what does that mean for Mahomes and the Chiefs' uh, offense? And there's a couple things. Like, Slaughter went off the deep end. He's like, oh, there's six, seven sacks. Now, he's a Ravens family. Like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to be six, seven sacks. It certainly could be. But I do think it's added pressure. And just this is the thing that you've always got to remember. Just because statistically – by the way, this is the thing, like, Falcons fans were always trying to tell you, and it mm-hmm. never mattered for us. It might matter for the, for the Ravens, though. Just because it doesn't statistically go down as a sack is Mahomes throwing it away. Is he right. running for a small gain? Mm-hmm. Is he dumping it off? It, it, it's about that. It's about not allowing the Chiefs offense to run or or work the play that they expected to. So I was going to say, with that pass rush, though, you have to... Count for it. Account, you have to, but also you can't let Mahomes start running around either. Because... With Every time he runs, he sprains his ankle. I, man, I've seen him. He still runs after the sprained ankle. He still runs after the sprained ankle and picks up like 15 yards when they needed 13 to get a first. Yeah, I, I do think Mahomes getting out of the I know We talked about Lamar, and they yeah. run differently. We yes, understand yes. that. We talk about Lamar and his dangerous legs. I think Mahomes is, is – how many years in is he? And he's still surprising people with Which is not just his athleticism, but it, there's also a knowledge of where the field opens mm-hmm. up for him. He's yeah. very – his instincts of when to go, middle of the field, take it outside, all that stuff, it, it, the very – look, we're, we're talking about the best quarterback in the NFL, in my yes, opinion. I, 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 I'm not – I'm question. not distraught by a, quote, down season for him. I still think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. I, I think the team around him has suffered a little bit. They're not as dynamic as they once were. That's what can happen when you lose a Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I, yeah. I, think, um, I think that's a fair assessment, but – to me, this is still a dangerous team. The last point here, and again, this game's kicking off in a couple of minutes, and I'm really interested to follow it, and I'll make sure to be giving updates throughout the second half of my show. I obviously cannot give you play-by-play as it goes through, but I will be giving updates of what's going on, who I think looks like they're taking control. Just little bits here and there, some thoughts on the game. The other question to me is high scoring or low scoring, and who prefers what? I think the Chiefs are going to be much more comfortable in a low-scoring game. I do not think – and this is different from in years past. In years past, I would have said the Ravens want to keep it low-scoring. The Chiefs' offense is so explosive. I think it's different this year. I think the Chiefs would feel much more comfortable needing, like, one drive in the fourth quarter to win it or ice it. I don't think they want to get up and down the field the way that Lamar Jackson is playing, the way that that the the Ravens' offense is playing – welcoming Mark Andrews. To me, Dom, 
if they can keep this thing in the high teens or low twenties, I think that benefits the Chiefs more than it does the. That doesn't mean the Ravens yeah. can't win that game, by the way. But right. if you're talking about like, I don't think we can. With the Ravens' defense, I can't sit here and ask the Chiefs' offense to score 37 points. Yeah, not with not with one. You already had a wide receiver core that was not that impressive, but also now you're probably down your most talented receiver in Kadarius Tony. You don't want to ask Marquez Valdez Scantling to have to go up there and, and not against the because if you're if you're having a pass, Ravens. We already talked about the Ravens are going to get after it. I, I think it's an important game for Isaiah Pacheco. Yes, he's got to stay on the field. He's mm-hmm. got to be healthy throughout this game. But he's got to be used in a variety of ways to cut back on that pass rush. I think that's the other aspect of this. And then uh, certainly we talked about, again, a lot of things go both ways. Let me pull that. That's a little out of context <laughs> cut. But um, we talked about the Ravens and not allowing Mahomes to run. I think that is probably one of the Chiefs' biggest strengths along the defensive line is containment and the holes that they won't allow Lamar Jackson to run through. The difference is Lamar in my opinion right now, is not run first. He is sitting back there. He is trusting his line. He is taking his time. He's waiting for guys to come open. It's only going to be easier to do that with Mark Andrews in there if he's healthy enough to actually be a difference maker. So it's going to be very interesting to see the fronts and how they play the opposing quarterback in terms of containment, in terms of the pass rush, uh, and certainly we go from there. It's going to be a really interesting game, and kickoff is coming right up. Uh, again, I would love for you to stick with me here on 92.9 The Game. If you have a burning desire to find the game and listen to it, the AFC title game as the Kansas City Chiefs are visiting the Baltimore Ravens, head on to over to our sister station, WAOK. You could do so right there in the Odyssey app. 1380, though, if you're on your um, if you're on your, your car radio. But, again, I'll be giving updates as best I can. If you have a dying desire, you just – I mean, I wouldn't blame you. If you have to turn me off, I get it. Uh, but 1380 WAOK has got coverage of the AFC title game and NFC title game after that. All right, when we come back, we're going to go out to the WadeFord.com hotline and welcome in injury expert Will Carroll. Got a lot of questions as they pertain to the Atlanta Falcons, also as they pertain – a little bit to the NFC title game. Big names on both sides expected to play, but how limited could they be? We will ask Will Carroll when we get back in about five minutes. It is the ATL Show. I am your host, Abe Gordon, coming to you live from the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 